Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show. And Neil and I are in the same room today. You know what that means? That means I get to like actually physically kick you. Yes, <laughs> and we're both seeing Goose tonight. It's very exciting. We've got the largest headlining show in the band's history going down in just a few hours. It's back. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna um, be. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, that was all off the cuff. I, I thought when you do these intros, you like write them down, but no, really, but no. I, everything I do is off the cuff. <laughs> I, I can't script things. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. All right. Well, good. thank you. Well. We're going to be talking about tonight's show tomorrow, of course, but we are here today to talk about last night at Thompson's Point in Portland, Maine, beautiful lakeside venue. Uh, I heard it was dusty. Uh, not dusty. Not oh, dusty not dusty? All. Muddy. And, and not lakeside. It's like a salt marsh. And maybe oh. somebody can explain that better than I can. Uh, but like, we'll, we'll talk about the, yeah. the venue vibes when we get started. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. You made it You made it here to Saratoga Springs. You know, we just met up, ready, ready to pod and then get stoked for tonight's show, you know? Yeah. First headlining Goose show with the Clav Tweet shirt. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Shout out to my parents who are probably watching right now. Anyway, we've got two great guests uh, who were at the show last night. We're going to bring them on now. We've got Ryan and we've got Derek. Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Doing great. Last night was just fire. And uh, it's almost nap time for a little bit before we rage again tonight. It's going to be uh, It's going to be amazing. Yeah, doing great, doing great. Still coasting on last night for sure. That kind of took me through my work day today, especially once the boards dropped. But riding a high, yeah, for sure. Oh, we have boards. We do. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't get. Oh that. yeah, no. Oh, it was like a couple hours ago. <laughs> well, I was in the car driving. Yeah, okay. To, well, to you were in the car with people. I wasn't <laughs> sure if they. I guess they weren't on top of their game. No, we were just watching the stream anyway. Oh, okay. Well, so, so you were listening to us. So you're, yeah. good. you're good. That works. Well, we do have we do have boards. Um, but let, let's let's get through the vibes, the pre-show vibes. Uh, start with you, Ryan. 
what were your what were you thinking before the show? What was your experience getting into the venue? Where did you end up? And I know you had a very special person with you at the show last night. Yes, I had uh, my 10-year-old son. It was his first uh, two-set show. I know we actually had met uh, Ryan and your family and Lowell. Uh, mm-hmm. That was his first experience with uh, a Goose Live show, but this was his first two-setter. So going in, I, I knew it was going to be just a special night just to, to see the show through his eyes and kind of be with him. Um, and going into the venue, it did not disappoint. I and mean, it was gorgeous down that area. Um, I hadn't been to Thompson's Point before and absolutely loved it. Um, I know it was uh, a little muddy for some folks that may have been in the center. Uh, luckily for us, it, you know, the mulch held up, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was just a, a great vibe in the beginning for me. Um, mostly because this community is just so sweet. Um, you know, bringing a, a young kid to a big concert like that is always a little nerve wracking. You never know kind of what people are going to be like around you and whether or not they'll be supportive of having a little one, you know, up close, but everybody was so fantastic. Uh, You know, he managed to get some stickers and some pins and we ended up uh, second row right um, at Peter's side and Landon, my son became the uh, honorary bathroom break holder for the rail riders. So whenever (laughs) somebody had to go, they let them sneak in and ride the rail for a little bit. That's awesome. Um, and he got to experience that. And uh, he was able to grab a set list after the, the show. And uh, it just made his night. So the, the whole vibe was fantastic. Yeah, I haven't myself been, I think, attached to a band as much as I was uh, with like Dave Matthews band when in like 2000, uh, when I started going to like SPAC and Hartford and Mansfield and all those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the community, honestly, is a big part of that. Not only is the band fantastic, but everyone that I've come across, just so amazing. So uh, looking to see where Goose goes. I cannot wait for tonight. This is going to be uh, one to remember. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I love hearing stories, you know, always about people taking their kids to shows. Obviously, I say this all the time, but as somebody who was taking to shows at, at, as a kid at a very young age, and I'm still, you know, going to shows with my parents. They're both here tonight. Uh, which is going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, we realized tonight's the first time yeah. that I'm that the three of us are seeing a goose show together. You know, we, we've seen together, but like with my siblings. But tonight's just the first the first time that we're seeing goose, just the three of us. So that'll be fun. That um, that's awesome. Yeah, nothing like it. Derek, how are you feeling getting into the show? What was your experience and the vibe pre-show? Well, I just got to say, like uh, Ryan, you know, anytime I see somebody that brings their kids to the show, I'm like, you know, that's a cool parent and that's a cool kid for sure. And so Mm -hmm. I always make sure that I'm not, you know, expanding my space too much into theirs or anything like that, because I think that's awesome as a as as somebody whose dad you know, listen to a lot of uh, 80s metal and stuff like that growing up. Uh, My first concert was Motley Crue uh, that he took me to. And uh, I was like 13 years old and and I went with like a pile of my uh, uncles and cousins and stuff. Um, and, And it was fun. But like, you know, ever since I got into this music, like, shortly after that, you know, I, I didn't have anybody really to like, take me to stuff like that. So anytime I see a parent that's taking their kids to like, you know, fish or goose or whatever, I'm, I'm 
you know, really stoked for them that they get to experience that. I, I was able to take my dad to Pearl Jam a couple of years ago because that's one of the few bands that we overlap on. And it was so much fun. And so I was like, Dad, you got to you got to come with me to, to Goose. You got to, you know, so I've been trying to. I've He, he likes a couple of the covers and and uh, that's as far as I've been able to get so far. So we'll see. But um, as far as last night, the vibe out of this world you know i thompson's point is one of the best places to see a show uh on the east coast in my opinion as somebody who's biased uh, as my hometown venue i gotta say love to hear it love to hear it well neil quickly before we dive into the show take me through how you were feeling before the show last night you know met up with some friends yeah yeah so i got into town i want to say about two o'clock and i immediately drove over to i was staying at the hotel right next to the venue Mm -hmm. So I drove right over to Bissell Brothers, which is a fantastic what? brewery. Yeah. Which is right next to the venue and sat down and had some food with Brennan and Becca, friends of the pod, and uh, had a bunch of beers. And it was great. It yeah. was, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, every, every time Goose plays in Portland, I go to Bissell anyway, because it's just a great place to chill and relax and, um, you know, get ready for a show. And yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. really quite pleasant. And you met into, and you ran into a, a celebrity in the lobby of the hotel. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, I ran into uh, June and Rich Atkins uh, in the the hotel lobby, and like pretty much everywhere else I went for the rest of that day and like early this morning. <laughs> it was like everywhere I went, like Rich was there. Yeah. And, uh, Shout out to Rich and June Atkins. We're very disappointed in both of you that you're not at SPAC tonight, but we respect why you're not. Yeah, yeah. And they did say, or I think Rich did say that uh, he was going to listen today. So okay, maybe he's checking it out. I don't know. He did verify the time with me though. He was like three nice. thirty, right? And yeah. I was like, yes. All right. Well, if you're watching, <laughs> hello, Rich and June. Uh, yeah. And if you're not, whatever. Um, oh, yes, there, hey, there he is. is. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> you, Absolutely the best. Awesome. Thank you for watching. Awesome. Uh, All right. Well, let's dive into the show here. Uh, let's start off with this first set. Pretty amazing first set. Uh, let's do first three songs here. We have The Whales, we have Rockdale and Born. A couple of great jams right at the gate. But Derek, take me through these first three songs. How were you feeling? What were the vibes? Uh, Everything. There's nothing like, uh, you know, Thompson's Point is one of those um, early shows. Um, I think just the other day you guys were talking about how cool it was, you know, at the Stone Pony with like the early start time, early curfew. And um, it's so, I personally, uh, especially for midweek shows, I like those early start time and and Mm -hmm. early finish knowing I got to get up and work the next morning so um you know when when they come on stage and there's no lights or anything and it's just like perfect weather like it was last night and a nice ocean breeze like it doesn't matter what they open with i am i am in i'm in the mood i'm in the vibe already you know i'm i'm ready to go but uh whales was cool i think last night was my eighth show and that's the first time that i've i've seen the whales so i was pretty nice. stoked for it you know that's um one of liked since they uh debuted at at the bingo tour um and rockdale coming up after it i was especially stoked for um i i went to the show last night with my wife and we were just talking the other day um and listening to uh one of the rockdales that we've seen and i said you know this is a song i could get every show you know it just it's great to sing along to it always has a great jam uh rick always shreds the hell out of it you know you People people get excited for it. So especially early in the first set, it's really a way to kind of get you grounded in, you know, you're at a goose show right now. Let's rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and then the born after uh i really really enjoyed uh the jam coming after that um i was like frantically looking at twitter and i try to stay off my phone as much as possible during shows but i was frantically looking at twitter to see like is this something that I don't recognize because it seemed like they had ended the song and just kind of went into a jam at first. We're like, Oh, is this like maybe an electric Avenue opening or uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, but you know, it just was like, Hey, let's just don't feel like playing another song yet. Let's keep jamming. Um, So I was, I was fully locked in at that point. Love it. Ryan, what about you on these first three songs? Well, you know, I had, once I saw the t-shirt for the, the venue with the whale, I'm like, uh, I'm guessing this is going to be coming up. So, uh, you know, the whales opener was um, right there. You kind of felt that coming and I'm <laughs> in the whales as a banger camp. Yeah. I, I do enjoy the, the whales. Mm-hmm. I love where it goes at the end. So I thought it got, you know, the party started pretty well and, uh, we're huge Rockdale fans. As soon as that started going, I mean, it was, that's when I saw my son too, and he just lost it. I'm like, here we go. All right, we got the whales and got that done. Now Rockdale, it's business. Um, I'm still getting used to the born tempo now, I think. Um, you know, it kind of caught me off guard of how much faster it is now. I hadn't really heard many live um, since, you know, when Dripfield first came out. Um, and I, I do enjoy it. I, I do enjoy it. Um, that pace but the jam was fantastic coming out of that um so i i thought it was a hot start it you know like i was saying before we started I, you know it for me i got locked in at the whales and it, they just had my attention all night you know there was no wavering love to hear it yeah uh just before we continue just want to preface for everyone we apologize for the poor video connection uh on our end the wi-fi at this hotel and, and the reception the here isn't isn't the best uh, but we're hoping that the audio is coming through clear. So while our video may not be the best, we're hoping you can hear us, which is really what matters here on a podcast. You know, right. right. <laughs> so there's a picture. But Neil, first three songs. First three songs. Uh, yeah, man. Whales. That was my first Whales with the kind of different intro. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I kind of dug that. Um, that was pretty cool. And not a bad way to start a show. I didn't see that one coming. I'm not one of those people who is like, oh, they're oh, playing by the, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the t-shirt thing. Like, I didn't see any of that. Right. Um, but uh, I didn't see that until like after the show. I ran into Naveed and he was like wearing the t-shirt. Right. And you're like, I was like, oh, oh that's the t-shirt from tonight. And he was like, yeah, everybody knew. But I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. And then uh, like pretty standard fiery Rockdale that you're going to get, um, you know, early in the first set. Mm-hmm. And they're going to play that there. And uh, yeah, Bourne was really nice. I, I thought when they kind of went into Bourne, we were approaching like sunset. And I thought that maybe they were going to go like extra hard on that Bourne yeah. like they did at Dylan. That didn't quite happen, but it was still really nice. It was I, cool. I well, and it. they went back to that that faster jam. You know, they've been doing the slower yeah. Yeah. slide into the Bourne jam the last few versions, like, you know, Eugene, Louisville, uh, Madison as well. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm curious, you know, what the thought process was. Like tonight we're going to do the, you know, the funkier one or, you know, whatever. So, but it was still cool. Great vintage vibe work from Peter. Um, yeah, don't, don't have a ton more to add there. And we can move into the second half of the first set here. We had The Way It Is. Shout out to RJ. Um, RJ. Poor RJ. Oh, <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> that is brutal. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Rosewood Heart and Pancakes. Pretty great uh, end to the first set here. You know, Rosewood just becoming this vehicle. This one was shorter, but still, like, 
it's all about the drums in these Rosewood jams recently. You know, Ben is just just killing it. And I'm not just saying that because his parents are watching this podcast. <laughs> and, and his sister, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're rich in June people here on this podcast. You know, they, they, they get higher viewership, as we've seen. Uh, Love you too, Mike. I'm staying away from that later. one. I'm staying away from that. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this Rosewood was awesome. Uh, and then the Pancakes Jam, while not super long, was also really cool. Long first set here. Um, you know, I, I was not expecting another song after Rosewood, or if it was, it was mm -hmm. you know, short. Um, but this Pancakes Jam is cool. Nice clav action, of course. Clav tweet happened. Um, but cool little groove in there. Um, you know, great way to close the set. Uh, but let's start with you this time, Ryan. What did you think on these last three songs? You know, I and I immediately thought of RJ as soon as the way it is started. I was like, oh, no, I feel so bad. And, and it seems like that's the habit of, like, somebody asking for a request. And then the next night when they're not there, they play it. Um, I had, hadn't seen that live. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, it's a great cover. Um, that Rosewood jam to me was just phenomenal. Like you said, Ben, you know, it was just out of this world, um, really just locked in and uh, had just a great rhythm going. And Pancakes to me, like you said, it wasn't the longest one, but it packed a great punch. Uh, it had everybody just going crazy on the floor and was a great way to end the set. And it got again it just got people just itching for set two to start the way that that <laughs> ended it was just full of energy everybody was jumping everybody was you know, high five and after and mm -hmm. you just knew that set two coming out was going to be fantastic as well it just had the, the crowd was you know they had the crowd in the palm of their hands by the end of set mm -hmm. one you know i think 100%. just everybody was loving it in the moment 100 percent, derek how about you Loved hearing the way it is. Uh, big Hornsby fan. I've always wanted uh, to be able to see that. Uh, so I, I'm glad that I finally got it. Good version. Um, not quite um, like, you know, maybe at where was it? The Cap earlier this year where they had a good one of that. Um, Ryman. Or Wisconsin a couple of years ago. Yeah. Ryman, that's where it was. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I, I mean, it was just great to hear anyways, because they really they play the hell out of that song. And then uh, Rosewood and Pancakes back to back to finish it out. Two of my very favorites. Um, I keep, you know, I'm, I'm jealous of whenever they drop the, you know, 25 plus minute Rosewood um, because I, I want that to be at my show <laughs> because I love right. that song so much. So yeah. I love those really, really heavy hitter versions of it. But um, last night I felt... Um, went pretty far for despite its length um, and uh, Ben you know like everybody said Ben and, and Jeff together they were they were watching it um, really percussive I, I was really uh, digging that uh, and then for them to finish with pancakes um, I actually was surprised at how deep the pancakes jam got that far into the set only wow. because I thought you know like like you Ryan I thought that Rosewood was probably going to finish it off so when they dropped into pancakes I was like okay we're going to get you know a pretty ragey shorter you know 10 9 10 minute version and then they're going to yeah. be off so I was surprised that it went as far as it did and, and um I was really really enjoying it um, thought they closed set one at a really high note and I uh, was excited for set two although 
with my experience of shows at Thompson's Point and seeing a Mo play there a few years ago, where literally mm-hmm. there was a tech on the side of the stage holding up an alarm clock with the time on it and pointing frantically at it at like nine fifty eight, I was I was like, okay, set two is going to be probably cut a little bit short. But we were you know, yeah, saying okay. the same thing. We're like. About yeah. 10 o'clock is coming. <laughs> yeah, they, it was it was definitely a shorter one uh, last night. Neil, what what are your thoughts on the end of the first set here? I mean, oh man, I've got a lot of different thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, that was great. Uh, first of all, anytime you kind of close up a set with rosewood pancakes, I mean that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I the, the rosewood actually was the highlight of the set for me. I, that was my my most favorite uh, thing in the first set. The uh, the way it is. I took that opportunity to uh, rub RJ's face in it a little bit. Sorry, RJ. <laughs> I love you. Uh, do absolutely love you, but um, it just felt necessary to do. Um, so sent him a little video and uh, tweeted at him with that. <laughs> and uh, hopefully it doesn't hate me. And then, uh, yeah, um, what else did I want to say? Oh, the pancakes. The pancakes did feel like it was taking a really big turn. Yeah. And I feel like if it was earlier on the set, maybe it would have gone on for longer mm-hmm. but i think they kind of stumbled into that yeah. groove and we're like oh but we have to end yeah. the set here well so that was the thing it's like i think there was a competition mm-hmm. between their desire to play yeah while the sun was setting yeah and yeah. like the amount of time that they were on stage so when they finished rosewood i was like okay this is it like this is the end of the set it makes total sense that this is the end of the mm-hmm. set and i would have been perfectly happy with that but yeah i mean it was it was what was it an hour and 25 minutes yeah 85 minutes. minutes yeah, Thank yeah. You came uh, yeah. for that number but yeah crazy lengthy first set we've seen that last couple of shows really i think uh one or two like one or both of the asbury first sets were also pretty long so yeah interesting interesting uh well second set comes around you know pretty interesting opening with feel it now into dr darkness uh but let's talk about feel it now dr darkness hot tea i feel like we can bundle those <laughs> together you know for me feel it now uh, incredible you know we saw it open a show for the first time at peach you know, we've been talking about since its debut, how it's just so good in the second set. Worked really well in this slot. Dr. Darkness is a really interesting call for the second song of the second set. And I will be honest, when it was that and then the beginning of Hot Tea, I was like, okay, like, it's going to be one of these sets, right? You, we're probably going to get Seekers <laughs> after this. Uh, you know, so I, I was very pleasantly surprised at the turn the Hot Tea made uh, and what, what happened there, um, which was amazing uh, and i'm really excited to hear you guys talk about it um but let's throw it over uh to derek yes let's throw it over to derek first here uh first three songs of the second set so feel it now i uh, i was really stoked about that um i love the new songs um this year well you know dating back to last fall i was really hoping to hear thatch tonight and was so bummed or last night when i was so bummed when it was crossed off uh at asbury park i was you know saw that notification come up on twitter and was like mm-hmm. you know ah. raging about it because i've been dying to hear that song live but um, you know, no, no biggie, uh, because I really, really, really like feel it now too. you know, ever since the first time that was played, you know, that was one of those songs that I was instantly got its hooks in me, um, because it sounds like, you know, an indie rock jam band, which is exactly what drew me to goose in the first place. So, um, 
I, I really love that call. I think it's a great way to kind of get the set um, warmed up. I'm waiting for that 20 plus minute version where they really take it out there. But um, as far as something that settles in the the, the groove that it's in, um, I thought thought that it was awesome. Got the energy pumping, got people dancing, you know, has that nice ending. So uh, built up to a nice peak there. And I, I, I was really enjoying it. Um, Dr. Darkness after that. Uh, not really sure about that call. I, I kind of was hoping for something with a bit more energy and something that had that that big jam. Um, uh-huh. But it was the first time that I saw it. So I kind of got to cross it off the list. So, um, so that was cool. Um, but hot tea you know i'm gonna go against the grain here because i saw a lot of people online and stuff talking about how you know they they weren't fans of that call um like i said i think last night was my eighth show um and i had not heard hot tea yet i i just was one of those songs that i would always miss by one show i've seen most of the other big older goose songs but hot tea seemed to evade us and it's actually my wife's very favorite song too. So she's been wanting that every show. So when we finally got it last night, we were probably the most stoked people in the entire venue. And then Uh for them to do what they did with it, just above and beyond anything that I could have asked for, because, you know, like I said, we would have been stoked anyways. It was just the normal sort of, hot tea that that you get a lot of times especially like you were saying ryan in like quote unquote like those sets um and we when we would have been perfectly fine with that but for them to turn it into such an emotive um jam odyssey um especially like that like those are are the goose jams that hit me personally the hardest um Uh that are the sort of emotional um like big peaky uh sort of jams um i really like the long multifaceted, multi-passage type of stuff where they're going from uh, like different movements and stuff like that i really do like that but sometimes it's just when when rick locks on to a certain um progression or a certain riff that is just the perfect amount of you know emotion laid into it that it just hits you right in the heart like you and and the band just builds on it like you 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 can't beat that and and in my opinion goose is the only band that has come anywhere close to fish in doing that type of jam that well that's awesome that's awesome yeah really really so it got me what about you uh feel it now dr darkness hot tea I, I love Feel It Now. It's probably my second favorite new song. Um, lead Up is my f- number one. Love Lead Hoping up. to get that one tonight. But uh, Feel It Now was just a great start. A great way to get everyone grooving again after kind of standing around during set break and it got people going. Um, I also thought, and I think somebody said this on Twitter earlier too, is I think it was one of Peter's stronger vocals uh, for Feel It Now. Um, yeah, I think he came through very clear, and I think he he did a great job with that. Um, you, you know, the jam was nice to the point. It got us grooving. Um, Doctor Darkness was interesting for a call. Um, I, I would not have predicted that. Um, but that said, it was, you know, standard, great version of it. Um, but that hot tea, though, oof, that was something yeah. else. And uh just took it to new heights and, and is just another example of just the progression this band is making as a whole in terms of listening to each other on stage and 
you know, following cues and just building and building. And, you know, it was an emotional roller coaster for a hot tea. You know, usually it's a, a full on dance party. And then it got like, they're saying it's just an emotional, you know, some playing from Rick. It got that peak at the end. And, you know, we'll talk about this in the next segment. But then, you know, coming in from the next song, going into the next song, I mean, it was just perfection. You know, I, I think what they did in that last half of that second set was above and beyond what I, what I expected. It was fantastic. Awesome. Neil. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, feel it now is probably like my third or fourth, number one out of the new ones, but the, like it's, it's, it's <laughs> they're all, all three yeah. of them are number one. Yeah. All, out of those, the cap songs, yeah, like yeah. they're all, oh, they're all yeah. good. this one is yeah. my, my favorite Peter song right now. Like even competing <laughs> with Redbird. Yeah. And yeah, it's back in its second set banger slot. Um, which, you know, for a moment there, it was... I mean, I mean it, was, it was a hell of a show opener at Beach. Yeah, like it was, yeah, a hell of a show I love opener. love that call. But right back where it belongs in the second set. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it just proves the song can be played anywhere. It's got such good energy, I think. It got the crowd moving. I think this is a good point to talk about the mud at the venue. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, it was like the, the water came up from below. Like, German separate? I'm, I'm assuming the tide had changed. Uh, and so it, it was a salt marsh area where like it was affected by the tides. Um, Cause like I drove by today and was at low tide and whatever. So the point is that the, the mud just kind of came out of nowhere, <laughs> like just from under us <laughs> and it smelled awful. Like it smelled like <laughs> tide in the venue. Um, and it wasn't just like, you know, hippies. And the mud was like incredibly slippery. Um, and it was around this moment when I really started to notice the mud. Um, Shout the- out to a friend of the pod, Corey, who had a good time in the mud. I did not yeah, see Corey at the show. Well, he said on Twitter that he had a good time in the mud. Yeah, so. I'm sure that he did. I'm sure that he did. I didn't spend enough time in that area of the venue where I would have found him. But uh, uh, sorry, Mr. Corey. Hopefully your hair is back. Um, but uh, yeah, dude. Uh, so Dr. Darkness, I, I mean, I thought it was like fine where it was. I mean, it, yeah. It's a weird place for Doctor Darkness, but like they, they got to play the song, you know, and they got to they got to <laughs> slot it in somewhere. Yeah. And like you would have expected it to be in the first set, but the first set just was so jammed full of stuff that was so good. Right. Yeah. They didn't can't. have room for Doctor Darkness. You can't put yeah. Doctor D. So it, it spilled into the second set, and I thought that was fine. And then, oh yeah, man, hot tea it was really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was hard in the moment because I was just like having so much fun. And there was so much joy. It was with Brendan and Becca. I was with uh, with Michael Schwartz, uh, who was. Did he mix in water? Uh, I wasn't paying attention to whether or not he was mixing in water. So I didn't mix in the water. Uh. Um, Second set, but I was raging uh, during the song. I mean, it was it was good, and the whole venue kind of actually in these first three songs really perked up. I think first set was like a lot of people like just kind of watching, some some talking, not a whole ton of folks like really going hard unless you were in like the first ten rows. Mm-hmm. This set was just like full on change. People started to go, uh, yeah, yeah. It, starts, it was not imaginary, but um, certainly not imaginary. These two can uh, definitely attest to that. But uh, yeah, so the venue just started just absolutely going nuts. And then yeah. hot tea started. And I, like you, was like, oh, geez. Yeah, like, here we go. <laughs> and I was like, what kind of hot tea are we going to get here? And like, also, weird placement for hot tea. Yeah. That's so not normally yeah. where you would expect to see yeah. it. Uh, then it all just started happening. And then I was like, 
this is turning into a very, very different show very quickly. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, <laughs> midway through that hot tea, there was like, there was a, a clear point where the show can go one way or it can go another way. Yeah. And like, I feel like yeah. there has to be like a vocabulary for like the moment when you realize you are listening to a, like a fucking incredible jam. Yeah. Like I'm having a good time. Yeah. Like yeah. this is one that we're going to talk about for a really long time. Yeah. And like, I do firmly believe that this jam is that good. If you want to call it a hasty rank, you can. Um, Some might. I, I think it was really good. I, I listened to it on the drive today and I absolutely loved it. Um, but my, my hot, hot take from the show um, is that that is not my favorite gem from the show. Ooh. Whoa. Whoa. All right, we got, we got okay. hot takes. Hit the button, right. hit the button. Well, well, have we gotten Woo. to your favorite champ from this show yet? Uh, we have not yet gotten that. Good, well, uh, we're gonna start off with you for uh, this last segment of the show, which is <laughs> 726 and Madhavan and Don't Do It. And I assume that Don't Do It is your favorite champ. Yes, show. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, kick us off with this, this end of the show here, Neil. But... Uh, man, well, 726, wow. Like that's I, I've seen two straight seven two sixes. Uh, oh yeah, two consecutive shows. Two yeah. consecutive seven two sixes, which I think is a record of some kind. Um, and you would never expect that song to be played so closely with. Yeah, well, yeah. What version. is twenty twenty one? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even then it wasn't even played that often. There, there was a there was a stretch where it was played like a few times on like five or six show gaps. And so, but this is abnormally short, like yeah. just since Peach last week. Um, but yeah, so that's like five show gap in your parlance. Four, yeah. I think. Okay, four. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, so that was a surprise. And so after that hot tea and after that 726, I said, all right, this is a special show mm-hmm. that like they came here to do something and put something out there that they knew was going to be good. Um, so yeah, that, you know, kind of worked our way through that actually backing up to the hot tea, like, and just talking about the, the playing, um, Rick had his new guitar absolutely singing last night and he's been getting better and better. Like we talked about this a little bit about just like yes. coaxing out just the right amount of feedback and right. warble out of that guitar. And then like last night he mastered that. It was so incredibly good in the in the hot tea. And then again in 726, sounded absolutely wonderful. Um, so I was really digging his tone throughout this, the whole kind of second set here. And then this Donovan, like I, First of all, couldn't believe that they were playing it at that moment. I, w- I was certain they were going to play it. Me tonight. too. And I was very sad I mean, last night when they started it. <laughs> um, but well, don't, don't say that yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't know. But, but the, this is when I think maybe it was during Hot Tea, but like I texted you, or maybe I tweeted this. I was like, it's the show before the show. Yeah. Like, no, no um, you tweeted it. And it was a good friend of the pod, Brian Brinkman, had texted me that like 45 minutes earlier. And I was like, these guys, like, yeah. they know what they're talking so about. It's the show before the show. Yeah. And that's what it was last night. Then the Madhavan was like, this is the show before the show. Right? Yeah. This is this is something special. That jam and that Madhavan, like, inject it straight into my mm. name. It is somewhere in the middle of Breathe yeah. by Pink Floyd and uh, Done by the River by Neil yeah. Young. Oh, yes. Good. It's like that nice, like, two chord jam with like a good amount of space. I think what separates it from like down by the river and kind of makes it uh, psychedelic, more, like more psychedelic vibe. I mean, Trevor was absolutely just playing the bass. Yeah. Every, like, yes. Pretty, yeah. pretty damn close. Uh, we should ask him. We should ask him. But I mean, holy shit. What a cool jam. I've yeah. never heard Goose do any jam like this ever. And that's why I love this jam. Yeah. I mean, it was truly unique for them. It was a nod to 
another song or two songs. But but <laughs> it's it's very unique to come out of Madhavan, right? Like a song like that, you don't yeah. really jam like this come out of it that often. And it was so cool. Also, you know, Peter switching back and forth from keys to guitar, just like creating lots of feedback mm. and space. It was so so yes. cool. Ryan, what were your thoughts? Uh, on these songs here to end off the second set. Uh, I, I mean, seven two six, in my opinion, was just so perfectly placed. Uh, you know, there's just you know some songs that just fit after a great jam, and seven two six is one of them. So after that hot tea, and you go into seven two six, I'm like, this is the perfect cool down right now. Um, I absolutely adore that song. Um, so. To hear it played, uh, you know, that well at that time after that hot tea jam, it was just fantastic. Um, you know, the the Madhavan, I think, would be my number two of the night. Hot tea would be number one, but it was obviously, you know, something that just resonated with everybody there. I mean, everybody was going nuts. And uh, that's something that I love to see, you know, when you're kind of up front and you look around and you turn around and you see all these heads bobbing up and down, everyone's jumping up and down. And uh, you just felt like it was just a special night, you know, in that moment. Um, and, you know, the don't do it um, encore song was a lot of fun. Um, it sort of hits me personally, you know, going through a divorce. So I was just like, Oh God, I don't want to hear this, <laughs> but uh, it was, you know, so much fun and it was just great you know it capped the night off well everybody left with a smile on their face um and just so many people were ramped up to wake up and drive down to saratoga today so um the end run was phenomenal and, and it really just i think got people so excited uh for what they're about to see in a couple of hours here <laughs> hell yeah derek what about you uh on the last chunk of this show yeah, uh, loved the Madhavan for sure. Um, I was surprised to see that it was only about, you know, 17 minutes plus whatever crowd noise at the end. So because it definitely felt longer than that uh, in the show in a good way, like like in terms of uh, where they take it, you know, because that's a little bit around, maybe even a little shorter than what the typical length is. So um I definitely caught the breathe vibe during the show, which is kind of rare for me to be able to catch any tease whatsoever. Um, I'm usually really oblivious until I listen to it um, at home. My wife is usually the one that like will elbow me and say like, hey, was that, you know, whatever song? And I'll be like, uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, so uh, I, I for me to pick up on that, that vibe there I, I was pretty special but that was a, a really 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 good jam and I was not expecting it I was kind of expecting them to just do a run through um set closer like a festival mod of honor something like that because they were starting to press up against uh the curfew so for them yeah. to take it out as far as they did I I really really enjoyed it 726 I like um but I will say it does kind of pain me when they play it now, only because I really, really, really like the original version of 726 from Bingo Tour. And then uh, my first show was uh, the Swansea 2020 show, and they played uh, it there, uh, too. And and um, that was like that that song that night hit me in such a way that when they rearranged it and, and uh, made it more, you know, been on the toms and it's more synthy and stuff 
Um, you know, it doesn't hit me quite as hard as it did, but I do think it was good placement coming after um, such a huge jam uh, like mm -hmm. that. And then don't do it. You know, you can't really go wrong with uh, if you need if you have a five minute song that you just kind of need to burn through uh, for an encore, you really can't go wrong <laughs> with that because it's, you know, it's an amazing song and Goose plays it well. You know, as much as I would have rather them just say screw it to the encore break in the encore and just tack you know another six or seven minutes onto the Madhavan, but right. um you can't always get that <laughs> true it's true uh yeah the the gold standard for me for 726 is still legend valley 2021 uh just oh. the in unique synth intro and just the the way that it builds and and it's it's really about the way peter uses synths in that one but if, you, if people haven't checked that one out in a while 61921 that, that's that's the gold standard for me got anything else to add uh we got a show to get ready for. yeah i mean we do have a show we have to get ready for <laughs> i think there's like so much good stuff on the table for tonight i mean goose is absolutely going to do something special yes yes um, so for anyone who doesn't know a little context 10 years ago exactly was uh fish played two nights or three nights back um and peter was there um and uh, I believe Jeff, um, Trevor, and Rick were there as well. I don't know if, if Ben was, uh, but Vesudo played uh, an after party, which was the, the these were the official last Vesudo shows ever. Um, and, uh, you know, people didn't see Peter's Instagram post today. He shared some photos uh, from the run in 2013, which is pretty funny, uh, and mentioned how Great Blue played uh, in the parking lot. Um, so, you know, Really big deal coming back, you know, 10 years after being a fan on the lawn at, you know, some fish concerts here, playing in the parking lot to, you know, their biggest headlining show to date. And we've seen this a couple times already, you know, like Red Rocks, Mohegan, um, but they're, they're leveling up here. This is their first yeah. outdoor shed show, you know, like they've first played. Of yeah, yeah <laughs> first of many, of course, but this is, this is the level up, right? Like this is it. Yeah, it's happening. This is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, we heard uh, from a security guard that there have been 12,000. Uh, they're, they're expecting 12,000 or so people tonight, which is pretty awesome. Nice. Obviously, That's a good number. Yes, people on That's the internet awesome. are like, oh, but SPAC is 25,000 capacity. Yeah. Whatever. Those people have never sat on the SPAC lawn. Yes. yes. <laughs> you can get 7,000 yes. people yeah. to come out and sit on the SPAC lawn. That's yeah, pretty you're, good. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. Like, for your first yeah. time. Look, yeah, we, we were talking about this on the drive over, which is like, like how many people who've never seen Goose before yeah. are going to want to go see Goose for the very first time sitting on the SPAC lawn. And like, yeah. that is your, your like barometer for success right there. Which yeah. is like, that's a lot of people willing to sit on that lawn, yeah. which is notorious. Yeah, it is. Unless you're Corey, yeah. that, you know, needs to be up there. Well, you need to be barefoot. Yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, this is exciting stuff. I think was that not also the run where Peter went and like he was talking about the story, but where Trey was like, I think that was in like 2010. It was in 2010. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit earlier, but there's some magic in this venue. Yes. That's the point. Yes. So like in 2010, Peter was saying he, you know, went to see them. I should go back and listen to the recording. So I hear it, but Trey came on the mic and was like, you know, this is a pretty good job. Yeah. Like, like you should do this. <laughs> you should like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peter told the story during Taboo's tour as well, which is yeah. awesome. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's really special. You know, I know Coach also is really stoked about, like, the 10-year anniversary of the Pseudo shows. Um, there's some video of that, I believe, on YouTube of them playing Empress uh, from that show. Uh, you know, uh, young Rick, young Matt Campbell, young Jeff, young Trevor. Uh, pretty pretty cool video. 
uh, to check out if you haven't seen that. Um, but, you know, really excited for whatever we're going to get tonight. It's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, I can't wait. So Speculation abound. Speculation oh, abound. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, it just just in case anyone's thinking, Trey is playing in Asbury Park tonight. So <laughs> No Trey. No tra- Hologram Trey. Hologram Trey will be sitting in tonight. Hologram Jerry as well. You know, the, the, whole, the whole nine yards. But will it be Matt Campbell? Like, that, that, well, I'll leave you with that note. Like, approximately just- 23 hours-ish from now, we will be getting ready to talk about tonight's show. And you should all tune in to hear us talk about whatever magic happens tonight. It's back. It's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you again, Ryan and Derek, for being on today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Thank you so much. Night. Thank Portland. you so much. Yes. Derek, enjoy that couch tour tonight, Ryan. I'm looking forward to seeing for you. For sure. Soon. We'll see Have you a great show, hour. guys. Thank you. It's going to be fun. Well. This has been another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. Everybody have a phenomenal evening and night and morning, and we will see you tomorrow afternoon. Mushrooms. Nice. All right. Oh, it was Thanks, nice. guys. Bad internet connection. Is it done? <laughs> it's, uh, we might still be live. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to see if we're still live. It's the bad internet connection. doesn't want to turn uh. off. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.